Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. It is Dr. Veerdra Jackson, and I am excited about tonight's episode. This is one year, our one year anniversary of being a part of the Voice America family community. And so tonight we are actually going to do something a little bit different. It's just me, but I had an opportunity to really reflect on how powerfully impactful the guests have been on my inaugural year of being a part of a live radio show and podcast platform. And I wanted to just first take a moment to say how thankful I am, how grateful I have been for the community that has come around the show and supported the show. And I wanted to pull out some of the nuggets that have actually impacted my thoughts as well as my growth over the past year. And I could not think of a better quote that actually echoes what drives me, what focuses me, than the quote that is my business quote is, it is on the back of every business card that I provide a client. It is on my Facebook page. It is also on my website. And it is the quote by Nelson Passion, to be found playing small in settling for a life that is less than the one we are capable of living. Yeah, that quote has guided my passion. It has supported my drive and the focus that I have built Living Strong Consulting around. And there's no other way that I would want to start this anniversary episode off with other than acknowledging the intersection between passion, playing small, and capacity. I think um, this quote resonates with me so much because that life in and of itself provides us with joy, it provides us with surprises, and it provides us with disruptions. And it can serve each one of us with the opportunity to either shrink back in in moments of discomfort, or it can absolutely have us slip and fall in moments of discouragement. And even in moments of success, it can have us wonder whether or not we're enough in that moment. But what I hold fast to in this truth is that responsibility weighs more than any fear of taking risk. And when I think about why that quote is so important to me, 
to this inaugural anniversary moment of our first year is that the world does not need anyone else playing small. There's too much at stake in the power of an individual's purpose for any of us to serve this world with less than what we have been designed to give it. So I sit with you today in a place of extreme gratitude for the stories, for the wisdom, for the vulnerability of each of the guests and the way that all of you have supported our first year. It actually is an example of how turning a disruption that actually left me with a loss of income, loss of platforms, a loss of service, and a loss of comfort. And in this moment, I'm sitting on the flip side of all of what has happened to all of us collectively in the past two years that has impacted not only myself, but members of those who have closely supported Living Strong Consulting. It, this is an example of us walking into divine appointments and realizing that yes, disruption absolutely can lead to destiny for many of us. It brought me into a place of 2022 being a time for me to pause. Pausing not to stop, to, to pull back or to regret, but actually to release to release just doing for the sake of doing and actually embracing what am I supposed to gain from the meaning of everything that I'm experiencing. Those of you who know that I pick a word every single year that represents um, how I'm gonna live that year. And in 2022, I picked the word meaning because I want to not just move through life at a pace of trying to do things quickly or just to get by and get through things, but I want to take in what is it that I should understand about what I'm going through? What is it that I should be gaining meaning from? And all of the guests for year one have continued to echo that principle in their stories of their own lived truth. And I'm excited to share with you the top 10 shows that you, the listeners, have pushed to the top of the list by clicking and listening and learning. And I want to start with number 10. Now, number 10 was From NFL to Prison Cell and Back Again by um, Dr. Irving Fryer. And it happened on September 2nd, 2021. And a powerful, meaningful moment from that conversation absolutely stuck with me. When Dr. Fryer said, sometimes it is hard to see or hear God's hand in a storm. Sometimes the thunder or the distraction of the lightning will have us think that we are alone. But if we actually pause, even in the middle of the thunder, to look for the favor, 
the God that we serve still loves us regardless. But do we look for him? Not just the disruption. That moment when he dropped that wisdom, it resonated with my soul because I feel like, especially in a time that we are still going through, we could get so distracted by the noise of the disruption that we miss the nuances, the quiet stillness of favor that is still on our lives. He talked about how even in his prison cell, he could see God's hand as other members within the prison brought him everything he would need in order to feel grounded in the space that for him in that moment was one of the worst experiences and absolutely a disruption to what he thought his life would be. But in the middle of a prison cell, as he thought about it, God was even there, still providing because he's still loved, even in the mistakes that he owns, as well as the mistakes that somebody else put him in the middle of, he reminded us that favor doesn't disappear because facts tell you that there's a disruption in your life. You don't lose it. And then that took me into episode number nine, which is one of my wow sisters, women of wellness sisters, Jane Hopkins. Her episode, episode number nine was I Still Can. It aired on August 19th, 2021. And Jane, even with life-threatening illnesses and physical losses of her brother, she, she was able to share how her passion for life succeeded every disruption she had experienced and still experiences. Y'all, she continued to tell us even in that episode how she was preparing for yet another procedure. But her passion for living the truth that I still can, regardless of what comes, have you ever been in a place where you were served something and it literally felt like a cascading of one problem after another and your mental story might be, I'm not going to get through this. In her episode, she reminded us that if we stay focused on the God that we serve and the opportunities that he brings and the inner strength, even from a wheelchair, even from the moments of illness, even on the other side of another procedure, if we lock in that as long as we have breath, I still can. Woo! 
her spirit is one of a fighter. On the other side of her experiences, she is an author. She's a teacher. She is still yet in another. She graduated from a master's program. She still can. It is in her spirit. It is in her mind and it is in her body. How do you walk through adversity and keep going? Well, episode number eight, (laughs) that episode was Mindset Reset, and it aired on October 7th of 2021 with Valerie Jackson. And in that episode, I think the story of loss resonated with so many of us, the season that we have been through the experiences we have all had collectively. I think her story of loss is what all gripped us as she shared the story of the loss of her brother to addiction. And it was not just the story of the loss, but how she challenged our awareness as she highlighted not only the power of what can happen on the other side of post-traumatic wisdom, which happened with her creation of her ministry, New Beginnings, which was birthed out of the loss of her brother, but it also echoed a foundational truth that I have found to be so important, especially in the season of collective stress, of collective trauma, of collective loss. That is for us to actually see people. More than their problems and even more than our agendas. Valerie shared how her brother in his addiction was, he was still her brother. He was a man. He was a giver. He was a child of God. And judgment that triggered shame in his soul created relapses for him. But I don't think you have to be in an experience of addiction to understand that truth. People are hungry to be seen. They need to be seen in this season, not just for their struggle, but for the parallel process of their humanity. Those who are leading ministries, you are leading programs. You are in community agencies. You are administrators. You are employers. I am stressing as I recapped listening to her episode again, that when we are in a place of serving and supporting others, people want to be seen. They want to be heard and they want to be valued, not just move through a program. And dare do I say, not just ministered to, They want to be listened to and understood. Or 
they will move beyond you. Our hearts right now as human beings, we are hungry to actually feel like someone is listening, not just moving through a program or trying to push an agenda. <laughs> you know what? I'll stop there because I don't want you <laughs> to, to click off, but it's a truth. If we are in a place of recognizing that there's an opportunity for us to better understand the great exit from employment, people's desire to not uh, take on services or set goals, it really is tied to, do we see the humanity in others? And out of a place of listening, of valuing, of seeing, from that place, of authentic love, not just programming, but from that place of authentic love that we then reach out and recognize that, but by grace, there go I. So I want to understand before I ever try to create a solution or a suggestion. You know, Sonia, I so connect with your question. She, she asked, do we see the humanity in others? Yes, that was a woe moment for me as well. As I've coached individuals in many platforms right now, and the question has been, why won't they accept our services? Why won't they show up for events? People are done with being programmed, they want authentic love. Now, we don't always have to agree on everything, but will I listen to where you are so that it gives you space to listen to where I am? But if I'm always just trying to make my point and I don't give any room for you to feel heard, why would you begin to accept anything I have to offer? So when Valerie shared her brother's story and she reminded us, even in someone's struggle, they are still human. And will we meet them? in their humanity to listen, to value, and to see them. And out of that space, create an opportunity for us to truly understand how we can serve and serve from a place of love. That took me into actually number seven, Episode seven on the top 10 list, we launched this show on May 20th, 2021. Yes, <laughs> that was day one. Our first episode is still on the top 10. It's number seven. And May 20th, 21 was two years and one day 
from the launch of my first book that was published externally. The book was Fearless Conversations with a Limitless God. And that inaugural episode was actually a new beginning for me. Only nine months after the launch of my book, May 19th, 2019, after that inaugural moment and the book was out, nine months later, the whole world shut down. And everything I invested in building a promotional plan for a book seemed lost. 15 scheduled weekend events were canceled. Our first Living Strong retreat was canceled. Product orders that I had created and paid for were halted or sat dormant in my garage and something snapped in me. And I put the book in the garage and chalked it up as a failed attempt. But two years later, May 19th, 2019, began a rebirth May 20th of 2021. There was a new beginning that happened two years later. In that moment, I went back to the same women who did fearless conversations with me live and asked them, would they help me dream again? I asked them, I told them I'm doing a venture that I have no background in, but will you join me in dreaming again? I put the book to the side and said, that was a failed moment. It never got a chance to actually take wind. It was moving in an amazing direction and literally felt like its wings got clipped. But I went back to those same women and asked them, will you help me dream again? And that community of women, Cheryl, Tina, Gina, (laughs) Esther, Celeste, Ashley, and Courtney all said yes. They all leaned in and they showed up. And that episode is still at number seven on the top 10. You are still listening. My meaning from that episode or the understanding that I want to share with someone, if you are wondering, what should you do now after everything that has happened? I'm encouraging you, go back to the last thing you heard God tell you to do and pick it back up and discover what you can learn about it so that it becomes revelation for you in a new season. 
that fearless conversation with the limitless God had to take on an entirely new body of work. From that moment, they said, yes, they allowed me to dream again. And the first episode that has now led to a year of episodes because I didn't continue to try and run and figure out something new. I've got a new platform. So do I try something new? No. I go back to the last thing God told me to do, put it back into my hand and build from there and allow it to bring you into your new chapter. Everything that we go through has an opportunity to create a new, if we will allow it to sit in God's hand. And that then takes me to episode number six. And I hope my sister, Sonia Sessoms, yes, you're still on here. I love it for sure. Complete the work. Love it. Well, number six, episode number six on the top 10 is Faith First. It aired September 23rd, 21 with my sister, Sonia Sessoms. And she came out straight with the question, do you trust God or don't you? (laughs) She came right at our neck. She came out the gate with that question. Her joy, her energy, her laughter, her truth had us all on the edge of our seat between laughing and crying. She said she is faithing it until she makes it. Now, when she broke it down, she said she's not asking for more. She wants to become obedient in what he has already given her. And it's not about what you feel like doing. We paused. We had a whole moment on faith first. Because so often I hear from clients or from those that I'm coaching, and Sonia, she echoed it, that people are often wanting to feel like doing something when it actually isn't about what you feel like. (laughs) You're not going to feel like it. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel scared. You're not going to always be at the top cheering yourself on, but recognize it's actually not about what you feel like. Stop waiting for some feel-good moment and recognize you are not going to always want to do the work. She said, get disciplined and get obedient. You've got the tools, now get ready to rock. I love it. (laughs) If we pause and begin to recognize that we have an opportunity to put aside our flaky feelings and recognize that it is going to require discipline for us to complete our assignment of simply being obedient. It's not about what you felt like, but 
Do you trust God or don't you? Recognize if he said it, do you believe him? And will you be obedient in the middle of it? And that led me into episode number five, RESET. Now that was an acronym, R-E-S-E-T. And that one was with Crystal Mans. And her acronym represented releasing every situation encourages transformation. <laughs> Why that echoed with me so deeply after I listened to episode uh, six was that her episode talked about building the habits of discipline to activate the healthiest versions of yourself. But if we're honest, we sometimes have a mistaken belief system about habits. And there's a quote that I love by James Clear. He says, a habit must first be established before it's improved. <laughs> Did you hear me? A habit must first be established before it's improved. How often do we reach for a habit and we're so busy trying to make it great when we have not stuck with the thing until it is integrated into us before we're trying to move on and make it better and better and better or even better, add on another habit? James Clear says that, you know what, you have to integrate a habit into your routine so that you accept it. It becomes enjoyable. It becomes automatic all before you focus on trying to improve it. And when I sat down with Crystal during Reset, she talked about how discipline does not mean that it has to be debilitating exhaustion, but it actually is about a rhythm and harmony for breathing, for wellness, and starting again. She identified that in her reset process, she had to take inventory of what mental and emotional weight she was carrying that inhibited her from owning her own growth. She couldn't even focus on her own healthy habits because she was carrying other people's dysfunctional habits into her own story. And the weight of their stuff kept her pushing herself to the background. <laughs> so she challenged us to create a reset for discovery of self, to be healthy enough to fulfill our assignments. Yeah, Cheryl, I love that comment. We must integrate habits into our routine. I know you love that when you talk about self-care. And Kia, while a habit has to be established, it absolutely does. I love how the community is showing up in this conversation. When we unpack her book, Reset, and I encourage you to go onto Amazon and check it out. 
It is an acronym, R-E-S-E-T, by Crystal Mance. She challenges the opportunity for us to not only become clear about how we are looking to show up, but what are we willing to do consistently so that we are healthy in the process of meeting what God is asking us to do head on. It's an opportunity for us to, as I think about episode number four, to overcome ourselves. (laughs) Now, the amazing thing about episode number four is that it shot to the to the top of the charts and it we just did it in this past april overcoming yourself is a leadership requirement by Shaniqua Pennell it shot to the top of the charts she had i think just about everybody <laughs> everybody was listening to this because When we come out of talking about in our top 10, episode number five of how are you going to reset? In that reset, as a leader, one of the requirements is are you willing to get over yourself? (laughs) What about your own habits as a leader? What about from your own story is getting in the way of your ability to lead effectively. You see, there's a responsibility as leaders. We must deal with our own self or we will end up re-traumatizing those that we have an assignment to serve. If we don't pay attention to our own internal narratives, pay attention to our own broken habits, pay attention to how we are not managing our time or taking care of ourselves. And I know Lady Dale, she's in this conversation with her passion around wellness. She's going to be one of our guests in June. There's a responsibility we have as leaders to be well But if we don't get over ourselves, we will carry those mistakes into our leadership and replicate damage, not only within our organizations, but onto those who are trying to follow us. Yes, an organization can become trauma impacted it can begin to carry the very residue of the trauma that the leader carries. It can begin to take on the embodiment of that dysfunction. Cheryl, yes, she says, we must take pause moments to self-examine ourselves. Kyla, I know, I'm telling, I know I'm telling the truth. Well, in episode four, Shaniqua, she shared, she shared, being a great leader means setting 
the emotional tone and example, both in good times and perhaps more importantly, in the bad times. Inevitably, we face change every day of our lives, which can have a different impact on the quality and effectiveness of our leadership. And there's such a timely quote that she shares on her website that I had to read at the moment of the episode, but after the week we have just encountered, as I listened to the episode again, and I heard that quote again, it gave me pause because her quote says, my ministry is helping children of color navigate their way through this tricky world and around the paradigms set up to thwart their success. I hope to shed light on dark places and spaces and circumstances that impede the mental health of these youth. You see, that moment I listened back to episode number four, it again reminded me of Nelson Mandela's quote, that the world does not need anyone else playing small, not when the lives of our children are at stake. We have a responsibility to be light, to be courageous, to do the thing that we may have been afraid to do in the past, but for such a time as this. And it's, it's amazing how each one of the episodes from 10 leading up to one literally folded in on itself because episode number three came from Dr. Shonda McManus and her episode was The Power of Creativity to Nourish. And in preparation for that episode, I pulled a quote that said, creativity doesn't wait for that perfect moment. It fashions its own perfect moments out of ordinary ones. So often people equate creativity with being able to be an artist. But for me, creativity is far more limitless than that. It is your authentic expression. And Dr. Shonda McMenus said that creativity for her, it's that thing you create from your soul that nobody else can touch. And as leaders, as educators, as parents, as citizens, as light in dark places, what will we create? What will we create for such a time as this? How will we leverage what's already in our hands, as Sonia said? How will we look 
to those who are hurting and desire new beginnings? How will we no longer wait for some mysterious them to do something and recognize that we are they? There is no one else showing up. It is our turn. It is our time. It is necessary for us to tap into our creativity. But just as Shaniqua said, as leaders, we got to deal with our own stuff that's getting in the way of us prioritizing the opportunity to be light. And yes, in episode number two, Lady B, Lady Shantae Baldwin, her episode, which also recently aired March 31st, her episode was Facing Fear. And it was amazing at that moment, but I feel like it's even more amazing right now. Facing fear, anything that is getting in your way that is causing you to shrink back, that is causing you to play small. And we have children, communities, those who are crying out, who are lost, who are waiting to be seen. There is no more time for us to hide. She challenged us to face fear. She said, Fear cannot sabotage the call on our lives. How many of us have signed a contract with fear? She was transparent. She was honest. She said there were so many things that she didn't do because she had signed a contract with fear. The world does not need anyone else hiding no longer doing just the minimum. She was so vulnerable. She told us that she would just do the minimum. Whatever God asked her to do, she would go out and she would do that thing and then go back into hiding. She only did just enough that it was just enough to say, I was obedient in that moment. But she then said, if I'm going to face fear, if I'm going to walk in everything that God is asking me to be, she had to, had to decide to be bold enough to be creative. <laughs> you see, it's only when we have reconciled our stuff. It's not that it happened to you. It's, at, it's actually the fact that you didn't process the meaning that you can take from it in order to move forward from that incident. See, it's not just the fact that it happened, but it is actually that you didn't process what it could mean on the other side of the adversity. So when we as leaders are willing to process that thing, when we are willing to hold ourselves accountable to change in habits that will become integrated, 
Before we ever try to add more stuff on, start with the one thing that you keep tripping over. You see, as leaders, when we are willing to process what's getting in our way, we open up the parts of our brain that allow us to tap into creativity and future thinking. Lady B, she challenged us to rediscover who we are outside of the lie that we adopted as our identity. (laughs) And she ended the show by saying, you know what? She evicted fear in order to move forward. I love it. And that brought me to episode number one. (laughs) And that episode aired August 26, 2021. And it has stayed in the spot of number one ever since. It has not moved since August of 2021. And that episode is Don't Tell Me What I Can Do, which was with Dr. Claudia Curry. Well, if anyone has met Dr. Claudia Curry, you know she is a ball of fire. (laughs) She challenged all of us to define our own narrative, regardless of what someone else says is possible for you. And she created a counter narrative to the labels others wanted to put on her, whether it was poverty, minority, woman, small person, young person, little voice, or no access. She decided, I am going to redefine my own story. And no one is going to tell me what I can't do. (laughs) And out of all of her adversity from her younger years, from a place of poverty, from a place of being young, of a place of being small, (laughs) she, in, in every aspects, her character, her being, her presence in the theater is big. It is bold because she created a counter narrative to who she is. I often talk about counter narratives when I'm doing uh, equity work. And I stress with those who want to do the same, that counter narrative, it's not a cheer. It's not a chant. It's not a behavior plan to get better at something. All of those things just tell us how to behave. What a counter narrative actually does is it redefines our identity. So it goes beyond the chanting and it actually redefines and erases the lie and replaces it with the truth. And Dr. Fryer, I love your statement where faith eliminates fear and faith gives God space to be God. Yes, when we give him space, 
it allows the lie to be eliminated and the true identity that he is speaking to us has space to grow. We shared in that episode the quote, living well is the best revenge. And Frank Sinatra said it another way, the best revenge is massive success. (laughs) Well, you have it. I did it. I was worried that I would um, not get through all of them, but I did. You have been a powerful force in our first year. We have had over 50 guests and I appreciate all of them, but I hope that my ability to reshare the top 10, and I'll say them again, from 10 was from NFL to prison, sell and back again. I still can was number nine. Mindset reset was number eight. Fearless conversations with my girls was number seven. Number six, faith first. Number five, grab your reset. Number four, overcoming yourself is a leadership requirement. And number three, power of creativity to nourish. And number two, facing fear. And number one, don't tell me what I can do. Sky's the limit. Now, I do want to pause here before we end our inaugural episode, because I asked people to tell me what were some of their favorite episodes. And one episode actually kept showing up in my DMs or social media feed. And I want to give a shout out to my one of my newer sister friends, Lucy Colonin, and she was on the episode recently, and she actually put publicly on um, my Facebook page that the episode that I'm getting ready to talk about that others DM'd me about actually created a shift for her. And she herself has just launched her newest podcast called Chosen, and she shared how this particular episode shifted something for her. And I've heard that from a lot of people. But why I want to bring it up is that the episode that so many people are talking about actually was an episode that almost didn't happen. It was the episode where my guest didn't show up. (laughs) Yes, we were at Soundcheck two minutes before we're supposed to go live and the guest still hadn't shown up. And the question to, given to me was, are we going to roll or do we just pull one of your past episodes and do a replay? And in a split second, I saw myself driving away from the studio after saying, just roll a replay. And I felt the disappointment of me taking the easy way out. So I looked into the camera and I said, let's go. Because 
I've challenged myself as well as our girlfriend gathering crew that I will stand by in 2022 instead of focusing on do goals, I'm going to live by who goals. Who am I going to be in every season, the good and the challenging? And so my who goal, one of the three of them is, I am a leader who will be a voice that reflects my values and integrity in every room I am in, regardless of how uncomfortable I might feel. So in that moment, I had to decide, am I going to let the discomfort of uncertainty have me shrink back? And I told myself, no. You are a woman who wants to show up in every space with integrity, to do the hard thing. So I encourage you in this season, we're one, one year in and we've learned a lot, we've made mistakes, but we are here to continue to show up authentically, even in the hard moments. For us to be an example of how we will continue to be for this season and time, for such a time as this, absolutely light. And I challenge you on the flip side of whatever adversity you think has created disruption in your life, recognize that you can't get to destiny without that disruption. So what are you willing to do? Our children will ask you, the same. This has been an amazing year and thank you just doesn't seem like enough, but you have created space for my voice. You have created community for those around me and I'm looking forward to year two and we've got some changes ahead of, of you, ahead for you. Amazing themes, amazing opportunities. So stay with us, continue to share your thoughts, your feedback and your question and questions. And we will see you again, same time, same place, right here on the flip side of adversity. Have a great one on purpose. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.